Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 27th of August. I can't believe it's the 27th of August, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And nothing happened this week, much of anything. <laughs> we don't have a guest this week, and I got to tell you, it's going to be a tough show because nothing happened. You know what? That, it's funny, and you know what's going to happen? The hook music's still going to catch us at the end off guard. Very probably. <laughs> okay, where to get it? I mean, the repeating story, I guess, of this week is... Uh, could you believe that it's the 27th of August already? No, you know what? You kept saying week after week after week, summer's almost over. Here we are, Jim. You were right. You were predicting it all along. If only there was some pop culture catchphrase we could use to warn of, you know, imminent dangers or, or you know, coldness. Like, you know, something like winter is coming or something. <laughs> Well, winter brings a chill, and uh, like this is this is the story that keeps on giving the Ashley Madison story, and uh, as it turns out, you know the data dump has been out there for over a week now, and while I haven't gotten uh, my dream of finding a bunch of conservative cabinet ministers on that list, sorry, Jim. Well, that's that, I can live with it. That's okay. We have discovered that the vast majority we're talking like all except a couple of women's profiles on Ashley Madison were in fact fake. They didn't exist. They weren't real. They uh, were either made up or one-time accounts where, you know, somebody signed up but never went back again. Right. Nevertheless, Ashley Madison would continue serving um, these either fake or abandoned profiles to their tens of millions of monthly paying male clients who as it turns out, weren't really doing a lot of screwing around through the website. I guess they always thought some other guy was getting lucky. But they kept on paying month after month after month. And, you know, like as it turns out, they weren't paying for the affairs they weren't having. They were paying for the fantasy of having affairs that they weren't actually having. <laughs> what do you do with that? I mean, that's such a huge scandal. And in fact, it would appear that nothing actually happened. Yeah, it's a gong show. <laughs> um, you know, there's lawsuits coming. You just know that one's coming. Um, and now they've got fraud mixed in there, like everything else aside. Now they've got fraud. Uh, well, and also, as, as it turns out, the CEO of Ashley Madison was uh, doing some hacking of his own, like hacking into competitors' websites to you know, try to grab at their member databases. Right. I mean, seriously, I, I, I just can't wrap my head around this day. But we, we know that there's already three class actions that have formed against Active Life Media, the, uh, the, the owners of, uh, of, of Ashley Madison. And then to make things weirder, John McAfee, renegade badass John McAfee decides to weigh in on this, saying through, you know, his distinguished opinion, mm -hmm. um, it has to be a, a female former worker, former employee of Abbott Life Media. 
He bases this on analyzing the language that was used and analyzing the actual information that was taken, including the the floor plan and layout of Ashley Madison's offices. So McCarthy comes in and makes his pronouncement on who this must be. And yeah, the story just keeps getting weirder and weirder. It is. For me, one of the harder things to deal with in the whole Ashley Madison fiasco is the stupidity of it all. These men were, well, they're, they're kind of like, you know, people holding uh, lottery tickets. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. As long as you're holding the ticket, you're a winner. You're a potential winner. You're already spending the money that you're going to win at the great lottery. Much like these, uh, these fellows who signed up for Ashley Madison, as long as they're active on the board, they got a chance of having their affair. And it's much like holding a lottery ticket. You got a better chance of getting struck by lightning than you have of winning, say, the Powerball or in Canada, Lotto of, lot of 649 or, you know, any of, the, any of the lotteries. And as it turns out, you also have a, you get a better chance of winning the lottery than you do getting laid on AshleyMadison.com. It's truly maddening. Don't know where Ashley Madison's going. We, there's been two suicides linked to the leak. And, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of information on a whole bunch of men who weren't actually having affairs. That's <laughs> the, hardest, the hardest thing to wrap my brain around, that they actually weren't doing anything. Um, we're going to be moving on talking. Again, not a lot happened in tech this week. Let's talk about nothing for a bit. There really isn't a lot to talk about. How's Google been to you recently? How are you finding, um, how are you finding the Google search engine? I, I can't complain about it. I know I'm, uh, you know, maybe alone there. Uh, from, from what I keep reading going on, not just about the, about the SERPs, but, uh, you know, going to the snack pack and stuff like that. There's a lot of rumblings going on. Um, to me personally, we've been seeing a, a lot of, uh, a lot of positive movement. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, I guess I like to think anyway, you know, I might be biased thinking about what I like to do. I assume you're probably in the same boat and I guess a lot of our listeners probably are too. We're all probably in a similar boat, seeing some nice, steady, not big jumps, but nice, steady forward movement. Turns out, if you just do things properly, um, go well. (laughs) Didn't somebody at Google a few years ago say something like, build nice, clean websites, make information easy to find and answer questions? Yeah, that's what, what a novel concept, eh? So basically provide for your visitors what they want and provide it in a format that the engines can understand properly, going onto the technical side of SEO, um, and make stuff that people want to link to and share. Now, recently, both Search Metrics and SEO Moz uh, put out lists of ranking factors. And I, I don't want to cover those lists themselves, uh, mostly because they're not up on screen in front of either of us. I know, and I also know that uh, Ross and John over at SEO 101 uh, earlier this week covered both of them. But, you know, off the top of your head, in your mind, what is the number one top ranking factor at Google today? You know, end of August uh, 20, 2015. That is tough, isn't it? Like to pick one. Like you can only do one thing. I, I'm going to give two answers because there's two scenarios. So I'll answer same question, yeah. one factor, two different scenarios. Uh, brand new site just launching out of, uh, out of the gate. I'm going to go with links, mainly because without any semblance of way to weight your content as strong, they're not going to weigh your content as strong. You know, that build it and they won't come kind of, uh, kind of philosophy on things. When you get down into stronger, more established sites, which is, I think, more what the question was, was geared at, there I'm going to go with content. 
content geared to your specific user's needs, which of course is going to be different on the case of, and and content covers a a wide array. So we've got our product or or services or, you know, the main selling point of your site. That's, that's one type of content you need to gear it towards your users, obviously. Um, And then you've got your, you know, I I don't know, we we all build it, link bait type content, right? Like the the content that's there more to attract links and, uh, you know, they can be the same, but not always. You know, they, they'll take a different angle. They've got a different purpose. But if I had to just pick one thing, um, I would say building good, strong content. Of course, you need the backbones. You know, it is tough, right? I mean, I, I'm going to be asking you too. And it's a tough one. It's like, well, but if you don't have the tech in place to support the content and get the crawlers through, right? I mean, <laughs> it's a you know, catastrophe. But what are, uh, what are you thinking? One thing. You can do one thing. Um, what are you going to do? That, you know, it, it is a tough question. Um, you know, I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to actually go with your answers. Uh, you got a brand new link. Let's assume that, or a brand, I'm sorry, a brand new website. Let's assume that it's built well and that you've taken care of the basics. Then, yeah, you've got to direct traffic towards it. you got to direct bot traffic towards it. Getting fresh links into your fresh site is a smart thing to do. Uh, I guess the question becomes, you know, where do you get those links? What kind of links? What are the most powerful links to initially get, etc.? For an established site, you've already taken content, which would have been my first choice. After all, that is what Google's ranking. So I'm going to go back to the to the easy basics. Assuming that your you know your your, your site structure is sound and the spider can get from uh, A to Z or at least A to conversion point, from landing page to conversion point, I'm going to go with making your website. I would have said content, so that would have been my first choice. After that, I'm going to go with like titles, page titles. Uh, I love that you said that one, Jim, because that's the one I was between two. So we're, once again, not surprisingly <laughs> on the same page because I was at the, the toss-up between the two. Tell me why. Why, uh, why titles? Well, after the URL, the, the, the title of any specific page is the very first piece of information that uh, Google or Bing is going to get about that. It's the first page of on-page or first piece of on-page information Google or Bing are going to be getting about that specific page or, or overall website. If Google sees that you've taken the time to craft a short and very descriptive title that, you know, shows the search user and and the search spider what is on that page, and you've done this, you know, you created an an original one for every page in the website, Google's likely to treat that as a higher quality website. But more importantly, the title statement of of any given page tends to form the uh, anchor text on the search engine results pages. And this Mm -hmm. is where you you want to throw in a a note about meta description as well. Having a well-ranking page is great, but you got to have people clicking that link to make it worth something. And well-crafted titles, as well as a a well-crafted meta description, the title you can think of as, as a ranking factor, the description not so much. But both of these things become marketing text, marketing tools. And that may help the search user choose that link over a competitor's link. Right. Well, and, and you bring up a very valid point. You know, taking out of the discussion, hey, just click through rate effect rankings or time of, you know, taking that out of the equation. At the end of the day, Jim, do you have clients calling you up going, I would like to be number one on Google. I don't actually care how much traffic I get. No, of course you don't. Well, that, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't actually care. If I got more clicks in position 118, I'd be targeting 118, right? Like, I don't care where I rank. (laughs) What I want is the click. 
Um, so you bring up a, a very valid point. It's the end, right? Like the rankings are the means to an end. Mm-hmm. The click is the end. Well, I mean, the purpose. Given the constitution of a typical search engine result page now, you've got like, say, three, maybe four organic listings above the fold. Mm-hmm. Sadly, more often than not, three than four these days. But if you're in the top three, you're going to likely appear above the fold in the in organic listings. And your chances of getting clicked are far, far higher than if you're, say, in uh, position uh, three or four to ten. Mm-hmm. So you got at least two, possibly three other competitors that are in plain sight for the search user to choose from. Now, yeah, we're geared towards choosing number one. Most people think if something comes at the top of the list, it must be the priority. Uh, incidentally, SEOs, when you're, when you're writing reports and stuff and you're giving reports to clients, remember, like, I, I've been in this for like 15, almost 16 years now, David. I, I screwed this one up again. <laughs> I write this uh, report to the client and you put something, uh, you put one thing ahead of another because that's just where you were when you were, you know, thinking about their website. Right. And that becomes the priority item in their eyes. And it's like, really, it's just an observation I made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I s- spent a half hour uh, yesterday morning on the, on the phone with one client trying to walk my way out of a formatting mistake I made. <laughs> you know, I couldn't save that half hour by simply putting that less important item down further in the review or in the site audit. Right. I, I think we've all I think we've all hit that at some point. Yeah, the human brain is conditioned to go top to bottom, and so yeah, you put something in there as you call it. It's an observation. You should shorten up your uh, description tags, and that happens to come ahead of the crawlers can't get through to your product pages because that's where you were. <laughs> yeah, luckily they didn't have such problems, but uh, that's a half. That's thirty minutes that I don't get back again. Eh? <laughs> luckily, but it's a valuable time, lesson. So it's all good. <laughs> we could we could we, we could talk about wharf rats during build time for all I care. <laughs> Untrue. I'm just, I'm just trying to be silly. Okay, we should probably take a break. It's 20 minutes past the hour on uh, the 27th of August, 2015. Good God, time flies. We actually believe it or not, we actually have stuff to talk about when we come back. There's the one about what happens when you mix Street View cars and the Tomato Throwing Festival in uh, Spain. That's a fun one. There's uh, uh, Facebook's new mobile assistant. Gonna, you know, go head-to-head with Siri. An interesting article in Search Engine Journal on uh, schema.org rich snippet plugins for WordPress. I think that's gonna be fun to cover. And, you know, we're bound to think of something else to talk about. I don't know. We, we do this all the time. <laughs> but we never, we very rarely do it in a week that's been as slow as this one. Anyway... On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, who are you in Whistler or are you in uh, Victoria? I'm back in Victoria. Who is back <laughs> in Victoria today? <laughs> this is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. Uh, we're going to be talking schema after these messages. Sit and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. 
The Hoff also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's Maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoff offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoff.com slash radio. T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Webcology on Webmaster. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 27th of August, 2015. And you know what that means? It's the 27th of August. It's the end of summer. But you know what else it is, Dave? What's that? It's almost the beginning of PubCon Vegas. October 5th to 8th at Las Vegas Convention Center, uh, South Halls apparently, PubCon, which has, uh, you know, I, I think it's really between PubCon and SMX Advanced as the conference that, you know, as a practitioner, you got to go to. Um, both both amazing uh, and, and, and for different reasons. But PubCon, I don't even know what year this is. This must be the 11th, 12th year in a row for PubCon. Arguably the longest running conference, longest running conference that's kept its same name and intent the entire way through in the search marketing uh, uh, field. And uh, inarguably the largest, definitely worth noting, PubCon's coming up. Sadly, I'm not going to be there. A combination of uh, issues in, in, in my personal life and a Canadian election. I'm not going to be making PubCon, I'm afraid. Uh, are you going down, Dave? I'm not, no, not to this one. Absolutely. So, uh, it's gonna, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's still available. Anybody who's, you know, October uh, 5th to 7th, definitely worth the visit. 
if it's your first conference ever, you're going to find a warm, beautiful, excellent, extraordinary community of people who want to help you out. You definitely want to get in touch with, if this is like, you know, your first conference or if you're a veteran, you definitely want to get in touch with Melissa Fox. She's the social coordinator at PubCon. And there's a huge amount of social fun that happens every year. Anyway, that was worth mentioning. The importance of PubCon and that community to our greater community is um, unestimable. So, do you use schema with with your clients, Dave? Oh, I certainly do. Do you sometimes find it, uh, you know, hard to mark up everything to take all the time, to, or have your employees go in and take all the time to, you know, mark up every page? And you know, you remember back in remember back in the old days when you when you had to do page by page by page by page work. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, hey, sorry, go ahead. I'm just gonna say the um, Albert uh, Albert Costell over at Search Engine Journal. Uh, yesterday, well, he was, he was thinking about guys like us. I use Schema. It's um, if, if you want to get those rich snippets into uh, Google Search, you want to get a little bit of extra attention, or um, have you know Google list specific products or pages in search results. The way in is using Schema, but it's uh, well, there's a lot of work to do, product by product and page by page, if you want to do this by hand. Luckily, there's a way around if you're a WordPress user. <laughs> There's obviously plugins that uh, will do scheme, will do a lot of the work for you. You know, um, help set up your structured data, and you know, prompt you to enter the right information in the right place so that Google or Bing get the right messages. It's uh, definitely worth um, definitely worth looking at. It's at searchenginejournal.com. Five awesome schema.org rich snippet plugins for WordPress users. Written by Albert Costell. Um, definitely worth the read. Do you use any plugins um, around Schema, Dave? You know what? I do. And in WordPress, I use his first and fifth. So you use Schema <laughs> uh, Creator and, uh, Creator. and, and Yoast, the Local. Yoast Local. Yeah. Um, and I found both of them work great. You know, they're, they're no replacement, you know, schema creator, for example, it's great when we're doing, uh, I was actually just editing some for our, for our blog earlier. Um, it's great for a one-off scenario, definitely speeds up the process when you've got like a, a page or post in WordPress and you need to, um, just add some quick scheme on it. In this case, you know, I'd done a review of a product, so I was, you know, adding in the review schema for it works great, gets you the stars and the, in the search result, all that sort of fun stuff. Um, so it gets you all the all the bells and whistles. Um, I think you'll agree. I I know you know as as my statement. What uh, what I wouldn't want our our listeners thinking it does. It's not built for. Hey, you've got uh, you know a, a shopping um, engine and you want to make sure all your product schemas in there. That's not what it's for. Um, so it's great on the one to one. Definitely speeds it up. Takes a task that you know would take you know quite a while to do by hand. I mean, quite a while. You know, you get experience. Takes you know 10, 15 minutes, but it reduces that down to like two minutes. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, if you've got, uh, you know, like a shopping cart system or something and you want to make sure all your all your products have all the right schema, at the end of the day, you got to buckle up, get into the code and get it done. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's that side of it. And, and so I just want to make sure our listeners know, hey, this isn't like a plug. And now all of a sudden your entire, you know, WooCommerce shopping cart can have all the schema you can dream up. It won't. That's not no, what they're for. You're still gonna have to work on a page by page basis, but you're gonna be prompted and it's gonna be much easier. It certainly will. And I mean, with some, you know, if you're if you're comfortable getting into the code or you've got a developer, 
I mean, if you've got, you know, a shopping cart, there's no reason why you can't add in the schema code into the templates so it just propagates across all of your products. No problem. Use this for your for your one off scenarios. And then, you know, you're going to just have to do some coding or, or get somebody to do some coding to get it in on, on your individual products or something. There's definitely a way around. You don't want a one to one. You know, Amazon's not one to oneing their schema across their products. Right? I mean, that's that's not how that works. So. <laughs> So, you know, there's there's ways to do it. There's ways to do it in WooCommerce, you know, and, and, and the, you know, well, any of the, the shopping, uh, the shopping systems uh, we're just talking about WordPress right now. So I picked a popular one there that I was also working on earlier today. But uh, but yeah, no, they're, they're the plugins he's recommending are, are great. I was actually just answering sort of some of those questions over in Moz just earlier today as well on schema and Raven specifically. I've got this is one I use, but uh, I haven't tested the all in one in a while. I know it's been updated. Um, so for, for our listeners, you may want to go through a few of them, check them all out. You know, the Raven one or, or schema creator is the one I'm comfortable with. I've been using it for a, a good chunk of time, but, um, you know, it, it's a plugin. It doesn't take long, you know, give a few of them a try and make sure it's getting, uh, you're getting the right fit for what your needs are. Well, absolutely. And it is worth noting, uh, schema creator was made by Raven tools. Raven tools is a more than honored member of the, uh, search marketing community and, uh, Yoast local. SEO, um, well, that was made by Yoast. <laughs> um, Another and, respected contributor to the community. So Rather respected contributor to the community, yeah. Um, I haven't heard from him recently. we we got to get him on the show sometime. He's always a lot of fun. He, he uh, was a webmaster radio host for a while, and it would be, uh, it would be great to get him back on the air again. <laughs> it would be. Maybe he can answer a question I, I, I keep thinking about. I'm like, I think this WordPress thing is a fad probably dying out. Uh, what do you think, Yost? <laughs> Indeed. Um, which reminds me, I've really got to go check the WordPress sites because there's an update. There's a bunch of updates out there that got to get done. Yes. Yes, indeed. There's a new uh, new version uh, launch. Nothing really, uh, really too notable. It wasn't like the last version update where there was a, a bunch of really, really cool stuff. Um, this one, I sort of glanced through it, went, okay, I got to update it because I got to update it, but there was nothing like, hey, we can, you know, preview entire template changes and things <laughs> or theme te- changes without actually deploying it live. Hey, great. Um, like uh, like there was in, in the last couple updates. So um, as we, you know, almost always warn people, stay on top of uh, those updates. It's a massive security issue. Indeed. And you know what? We're, uh, we're on the subject. I'm just going to pipe in just for a second here. I'm going to give another plug in a plug. Okay. Um, for our listeners who uh, who don't, because we're talking about uh, doing upgrades and updates right now, um, Updraft for our listeners who don't yet use it, great plugin. They've got a wonderful free version. It's just a backup system. I highly recommend, especially if you're a developer, just upgrade to the Pro. It costs like twenty bucks, and you can use it on as many sites as you want. Um, but what it lets you do is sync up with Google Drive, so it'll actually upload your backups. To Google Drive encrypted if you go with the pro, which is why I did. So you can you can launch them up up there. A great because now you've got a backup offsite in case the server actually completely craps out on you. Neat for developers because I'm part of it that I'm using uh, tomorrow morning is a migrator function. So you can just like I'm moving it from a subdomain over to the proper domain and it'll just make all the all the changes that you need to make into the database. Oh, um, get that done. Actually. Um, it does, yeah. No, I, it's it's a, a wonderful, wonderful plugin. Um, but one of the big reasons um, I was mentioning it when I did is you can actually configure it as well to every time you're going to update plugins, every time you're going to update the theme, it will go in and back up 
the the sort of segment that you're you're changing. So if you're updating your plugins, it'll go, okay, I'm backing up the entire plugin folder, uploading it to Google Drive before it actually completes the update, just in case something goes sideways. That one um, so in 10,000 times something goes wrong. Exactly. But you know what? The one time I wouldn't have a backup, it's going to be that time. <laughs> so, so I just have all mine configured, all the, the WordPress sites we work on configured to just, especially when you've got clients mucking about in there too, right? So it's just like, it'll just automatically make that happen, makes the updates take longer. Who cares? Move on, work on something else while it's doing it because it's doing a complete backup to, to cover your butt. Um, and I just have mine configured in case the client decides to bypass that, just set it to, you can configure it to just do a backup at whatever, midnight every night and and you're you're safe and sound. So the worst thing they're going to do is wreck a day of your data. I'm kidding. So anyway, just thought I'd, I'd give that plug in a plug because it's uh, one of my favorites. It saved my butt a couple times and makes moving a site from a subdomain or to a to its proper domain or you know domain to domain or or whatever any of those changes just so 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 much easier. Um, if you do want to go with it's called Migrator. It's an add on to the plugin. Costs like twenty bucks. You can use it unlimited number of times. So. <laughs> What's the name of the plugin itself again? Um, Updraft. Updraft with Upgrader. Updraft with Migrator with is, migrator. A, is an add-on that lets you uh, let you move it. But again, it's unlimited. So if you're a developer, it's like twenty. I think it was twenty bucks or something like that, and you have unlimited use of the thing. So go to town. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a saving grace. First time I used it, it paid for itself in the time it takes to go through and and fix everything in the database. So after that, it was all gravy. I don't know if we've got time to cover this now. We should wait a little. Let's jump in now. We'll see what happens. What is the ultimate goal of, say, Google, Bing, and social networks like Facebook or Twitter? I mean, the ultimate goal. What, do you, what would you say? To generate ad revenue. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Well, that, 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 that is true. <laughs> Got me there. Um, provide the searcher with the result that they need for whatever their query is, basically to keep them hooked. Well, you know what? I'm going to go with the last part of your answer, basically to keep them hooked. One thing we saw, we've seen Google, we've seen Microsoft, we've seen uh, well, even fa- you know Facebook is trying to as well. Apple most certainly is trying to introduce lifestyle services. Google really, really has this, this area uh, is is more into this area than anyone except perhaps Microsoft. You can have your computer you, from your computer or mobile device. You can run your household. You can check your thermostat, lock your doors, make sure that all your security cameras are broadcasting the babysitter at a good enough resolution. You know, stuff like that, right? It's all about being the application that you need to use over and over and over again. The, the tie at all of, all of all these lifestyle applications is the mobile personal assistant. You know, you got basically your digital valet, your digital concierge with you in your pocket all the time. Yep. We have this with uh, Siri on Apple. Google's trying to do this with, with Google now. There's Cortana. And now Facebook has introduced M. Not a really cool name, just M. Facebook's M, uh, which is housed in Facebook Messenger, that separate application that exists on your cell phone and pretty much deletes all your battery power. <laughs> pretty much to anything you want, you, you set it to. It'll purchase stuff for you. It'll get stuff delivered for you. It'll make travel arrangements. It will uh, make a reservation at a restaurant for you. All this stuff being done off of your Facebook Messenger program. You back, Dave? 
Yeah, I am back. Sorry about that, folks. I think I disconnected. I've had to switch to my phone. I have a feeling it was actually my cheek that disconnected me there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I've been, I've been uh, talking mostly to, mostly to myself and several thousand listeners about Facebook M, Facebook's new mobile assistant. Do you use, like, a digital concierge? You know what? I don't. I know. I, I keep getting it on my phone. Like, it's like, just talk to me and tell me what you want. I don't. I have at times, like if I'm if I'm in a car and driving and, and need something, yes, I, I have used it. Like get me, you know, get me a map to here, you know, in, in that sort of context. But I don't think I use it to the same degree most most people are tending to. How about you, Jim? Do I look like the kind of guy who would? No, no, not at all. I mean, I probably should. But our friend Christine goes to the Black Hat conference in Vegas every year, and every year she comes back and tells us how somebody swiped all the information off her telephone. <laughs> so, you know, this Facebook. Um, and, and all of the, uh, the personal assistants require you to put a whole bunch of personal information into what is yet to be a secure environment. I would be, I mean, I know, I know people, my, my girlfriend, my girlfriend is great for this. She has uh, all of her information loaded into her phone and she can tap her phone at any checkout counter. And, you know, automatically money is withdrawn from her bank, put into the merchant's electronic till and bing, bang, boom, she walks away with her product just by swiping her telephone, Right. Right. So I'm looking at her going, well, gee, dear, what happens if your telephone gets swiped? <laughs> or if, you know, um, somebody manages to crack it and remove that information off the phone. It may well be encrypted into your device, but as they've proven at, uh, at the DEF CON or Black Hat conference in Vegas over and over and over again, you can break that encryption. I don't use the mobile assistance mostly because I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> um, a serious scaredy cat about about personal information, but, and you know what? Fair enough. I think my, uh, my like my personal is this is age. This has nothing to do with 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 fear of things. I find my thumbs move about as fast as I need them to move to get something typed, and I tend not to be using my phone when I don't have time. I also think it'd be a little weird to be walking down the street talking to myself <laughs> and asking my phone to do stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I don't. But I do know it. Like, I, I understand its value, obviously. I understand its applications. You know, so do you. We all have to. I'm sure all of our listeners do, too. I think when, when things like this come, I, you, I think the entire community sort of likes to look at it and go, okay, but what's next? Right. Like you can see these things and, you know, you can see them sort of develop and you can see more and more companies doing different things with them and that they're trying to predict things. And I think that's to me almost the more interesting is as we're conditioning and as they're picking up, be it Facebook, be it Google, be it Apple, picking up more and more about the way we're asking things and the data that we're wanting to retrieve from them. I love that application into let's refer to it as, as real world. Like I love what they can gain from that in an understanding of language and, and intent applied to search or, or whatnot um, or other products like Nest. So I, I love to see that. And then of course there's this level that I'm not, you know, drawn to use on the, on the assistance, but what's next, right? Like I'm sure coming up soon, there'll be some developments in that area that are just much more predictive and understanding and just providing me with a, with data that I want before I know I need it because they've you know gained a whole bunch of information on people's usage patterns. They know my apps and usage patterns. So I'm almost more interested in the next level where it's I'm not having to initiate. I'm just getting the data I want before I know I need it. 
And then as a marketer, oh, I love the advertising that can come from that. I love the new advertising capabilities <laughs> um, that would be possible with that sort of predictive need. You know, you know that it's about six and Dave likes to eat about then, but hey, Dave's not at home, you know, <laughs> you know but Dave's near this place. And hey, last time we put up a deal for chicken wings, you know, Dave sure went to that place. So more, I, I think a lot of what I'm interested in is what they're going to be learning from the way people are communicating with these devices and then take that one step further into an understanding of, of the way humans actually function, not how machines function, and then trying to assume from that that you can understand what I want. I just had a really terrifying thought while you were saying all that, Dave. You remember, remember how Steve Jobs would only, you know, wear like, you know, black slacks and a black turtleneck? Yeah. And he did this not because he was a big fan of black slacks and black turtleneck, but because it just made his morning so much easier not to think about what to dress in. Now, Zuckerberg apparently is the same way. He wears hoodies and jeans all the time just because he wears hoodies and jeans. He doesn't right. got to think about it. He just, you know, throws on clothes and goes about his, his intellectually stimulating day. I can see eventually our smartphone apps, I mean, reducing us to, you know, Lump sitting on the couch who, why bother checking if Dave is interested in chicken wings if every Wednesday he has chicken wings? Just order the damn things for him. <laughs> It'll be like you a know? scene from Wally. Just like the scene. Um, and I'm, I, I can't help but, you know, I'm, I've spent the last 47 years of my life studying people. And uh, I've come to the determination, Dave, that uh, people are lazy. <laughs> um, and getting lazier as work opportunities are sort of shifted into the digital realm and, or into the robotic realm away from human labor. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I can just sort of see this future where it's just important to get the food to people and get the entertainment to people. But, you know what, we're going to take a break in a second, but I, I got to tell you, we can, we have cell phones that can run our houses, our lives for us. We have cars that can drive themselves. We have mapped every corner of, uh, of land on the earth. And we're close to mapping every corner of the oceans. Yet we still can't make a mobile device capable hockey game that's worth playing. <laughs> it drives me crazy, dude. So yeah. much time on the subway wasted playing chess when I could be playing hockey. <laughs> Drives me nuts. On that, friends, we've got to take a break here on Web Culture and WebmasterRadio.fm. Um, it's the 27th of August, 2015, in a week that hardly happened. We're going to be back in a few minutes to talk about what happens when you mix a Google Street View car and tomatoes. It Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing, Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit InternetMarketingInc.com. 
Com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 27th of August, 2015, last segment. And uh, speaking of getting ready to rumble, every year for the last 70 years in the small Valencian town of Benola, Benol, sorry, Benol in eastern Spain, they have a tomato fight. It's called Tomatina, the Tomatina Festival, and it involves, uh, I don't know, 20-some-odd thousand people getting together in this small town to throw 160 tons of tomatoes at each other. Sort of like paintball with the arm. Okay? Yeah. So Google, being the uh, <laughs> hip young company Google is, they decided that they wanted to, cap- to quote-unquote, capture the magic and color of this event. And they wanted to do it in the googliest way possible. So they sent a Google Street View vehicle, you know, those uh, multicolored hatchbacks with the big camera apparatus on top. They sent it to go the route of the tomato fight, but an hour before the fight was to begin. And then repeat the journey back during the battle, during the tomato battle. The first trip was just fine, because I guess there was nobody out there throwing tomatoes at each other. But things got a little messy on the way back. As it turns out, when you have people in a all-pitched um, veggie war with each other, well, you know, decorum goes out the window. And I guess people decided that the Google Street car was trashable, and so they did. Dozens of partygoers climbed onto the car, breaking windows and mirrors, damaging cameras, smashing out the car's rear window, and it was a, a, at least they were polite enough to replace it with an Australian flag. Google uh, let's play down the incident, uh, saying that the, the car really wasn't damaged badly, emphasizing that nobody got injured, even though there was dozens of people jumping up and down and smashing out this car and stuff. 
we all, I mean, like, I, I don't know about you, but I want to see the picks. Like, there's going to be some dramatic and crazy picks that come from this. Oh, no yeah. idea if the, uh, if the picks are, are, are going to be of any use or not. I guess we'll see in a couple of days. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Tom. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a bit of chaos. I'm betting they don't do it again next year. You know, it, it's a shame it, it got carried a, a little bit too far. Probably could have predicted that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I, you got to appreciate Google for, you know, getting in there and, and, and capturing, not just in this one, but, the, you know, they're in the outback of Alberta and stuff right now. And, you know, their, their desire to not just map the world for people to get around in, but actually to, to provide some, some pretty entertaining images for us all. So hat tip to them. I think it was a good call. I, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. As opposed to the, the very bad call when they sent the Google Street View car to Paloma for the running of the bulls. <laughs> Everyone thought that was a good idea at the time, but no, as it turns out, it wasn't. Do you mess, Have you ever seen a Google vehicle drive by? I have, and you know what? There's actually a, a picture about it. It got pulled down now. Uh, a buddy used to live just a few blocks from me. There's a, there's a nice picture of him shooting the finger at <laughs> the, the car, because, of course, you, you can tell what they are. And he nice guy, just in good humor. But yes, I, I have, and I've actually watched it go in, in front of my office here. Yeah, but you, you never have enough advanced warning to like get out and, and, you know, cause a scene or anything. If I were 20 years younger, I'd be riding my bike behind those things with a horse's head on my head. You know, with one of those <laughs> horse head masks. Anything to, to get something crazy and do Google Street View, because I understand that's a victory of some sort or another. <laughs> Next week, September the 4th. Even if nothing happens between now and then, which is very possible given it's the last week of summer, we've got local search expert David Mim coming on the show. That's going to be awesome. Now, David had it was about two years ago. I think he linked up with the with the uh, Moz, with the uh, Moz Squad in Seattle, mm-hmm. and uh, he's now their director of local search operations. Ever since Google Plus came about and you know the Google for Business was merged into the Google Plus Ecos what would you call that? A uh Ecoscrew or something like that? <laughs> I I wouldn't have before you said it, but now I will. Well, you know I had a uh a shorter version of the word screw in mind after the word eco, right? <laughs> but I can't say it on the air because you know iHeartRadio has rules and stuff. Good rules that prevent us from using good four-letter words, unlike the word good, which is also a four-letter word, but not as good as the good four-letter word I wanted to use. Anyway, it's an eco-screw, sort of, and I've been confused about local search. I'm not, not terribly confused, but it's a little more opaque than it used to be, eh? Yeah, it definitely is, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the call. I, I want to grill them, obviously, on, on some of the, the strategies to use. I want to grill them on, on some of the stuff that their tools are doing in the area of local, and it's going to be a great show. Well, I mean, not only is David Mim a genius, he's actually a really nice guy. He's a really, really good fellow, and a, and a really good person, so I, I, I really look forward to having him on the show, too. That's just sort of a little teaser to the audience to make up for the fact that nothing happened this week! Not a damn thing! We tried! Anyway, friends, that's, uh... That's how you fill an hour of nothing. <laughs> we survived. We, I, I, I defy anybody out there. Find a huge story that happened this week. We'll cover it next week. But anyway, 
Friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 27th of August, 2015. This is your last week of summer before Labor Day. Go out and enjoy it and stay tuned to the network. we got great content coming up after the news. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.